me. Let's read where we are in Acts chapter 2 together. Uh, you can open it up in your own Bible, Acts 2, uh, verse 1, and going on, or you can just follow along on the screen. When the feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then, like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks, and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then when they heard one after the other, their own mother tongues being spoken, they were thunderstruck. They couldn't for the life of them figure out what was going on. And they kept saying, aren't these all Galileans? How come we're hearing them talk in our various mother tongues? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, visitors from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, immigrants from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, even Cretans and Arabs. They're speaking our languages, describing God's mighty works. Have a seat. Jesus has assigned us a job to do that is impossible. We have an impossible task. Our assignment from Jesus, if if we just rely upon our own limited human resources, no matter how well-intended they are, we will never accomplish what Jesus has invited us to accomplish. Matter of fact, we probably will make it worse. So we have to kind of go back to the beginning to realize this is our assignment. Our assignment is as we go to our neighbors and as we go to the nations, we go to invite others to come along with us in following Jesus, together learning and living from Him and together discovering His kingdom come. The whole point of us being in this room is that we're following Jesus. And we, as we follow Jesus, are to invite others to follow Jesus with us. And as we learn from Jesus, we're not doing that alone. We're doing that together. And then we don't just live it out alone. We live it out together. And we are meant to keep moving out to our neighbors, to the nations, inviting others to come along with us. We're following Jesus doesn't matter what church we go to. It doesn't matter what creed we hold to. It doesn't matter what we're studying in the Bible. It matters that we're following Jesus. We are following Jesus, and we want you to come with us. We're learning from Him together. Join us. We're living it out together. Join us. That's who we're supposed to be, following Jesus, inviting others to come with us. And then as we invite others to come with us, there comes that day that people personally identify with the death and the resurrection of Jesus. But guess what that is? I've taken out some of the words, because sometimes we just kind of yawn through the words. When is it 
that personally identify with the death and resurrection of Jesus. What is that? That's baptism. Baptism. Salvation's good, but it's baptism. I've followed Jesus. I've learned. I I am forgiven. I'm understanding what he did now, and I want to identify with him. So I'm buried with him, and I'm raised to life. That's what baptism. And then we invite others into a life of obedience. As together we obey all that Jesus taught. We together. You know, it's not just me obeying, it's us obeying. So this is our, this is our assignment. This is what the church is. And we, we can't do this without help from God. It, I mean, this is impossible. I will go back. Doesn't matter what our resources are, doesn't matter how well-intended we are, if we are not relying upon the power that comes from the Holy Spirit to do what God has asked us to do, it will not happen. This is the impossible commission. In Matthew, he says it this way. I've, given, I've been given all authority. So Jesus has been given all authority from God the Father. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus. There's no one higher than Jesus. There's no authority higher than Jesus. All authority has been given to him. So with that authority, he says, go. I'm authorizing you. I'm commissioning you. Go. Go. And as you go, make disciples. Make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this. You can be If you do this, be sure of this. If you don't do this, forget it. But if you're doing it, if you're doing the impossible commission in the power of the Holy Spirit, then you can count on it. I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. All through this present age, from my ascension and to my return, you will know I'm with you. I will be present with you as long as you're doing what I've called you to do in the power that's available through the Holy Spirit. Mark says it this way, go into all the world. This is Jesus speaking, by the way. Go into all the world, preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. Anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They'll cast out demons in my name. They'll speak in new languages. They'll be able to handle snakes with safety. They drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick. They'll be healed. Kingdom come. The kingdom is coming. These are the things that happened in Jesus' life. These are the things that will happen in your life as you're moving out in the name of Jesus, as you're inviting others to come follow Jesus. That's going to happen if we rely upon the power of the Holy Spirit. The power is what's needed. So before this day of Pentecost in Jerusalem, Jesus said two things. Power is needed. He says, do not leave Jerusalem to those 120. Don't leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift He promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So wait. Be baptized with the fire of the Holy Spirit. Power from above. The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times. They're not for you to know, but this is what you can know. 
you all, all of you, all of you are following me, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be empowered to be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, to the ends of the earth. We have to have that power if we are going to accomplish the what, what Jesus commissioned us to do. So when the power came, you know, that, that's, that's what we're looking at in, in history. The power came. Well, it, it was preceded by wait, 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 until the promise of the Father is fulfilled. And that promise is the presence of the Holy Spirit in the lives of anyone that's following Jesus. If you and I are following Jesus, the Holy Spirit indwells us. The person of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, is within us. We individually and corporately become the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's the promise of the Father. The Holy Spirit is going to move in. If you're following Jesus, the Holy Spirit's just been invited to move into our lives. And He's going to be present. We're never outside of the presence of God. Throughout biblical history, the Holy Spirit would come and go. Don't, you know, David, remember David saying, don't take the Holy Spirit from me. When David sinned, the Holy, there was this sense of loss of relationship with God. The presence lifted, but not with the New Testament believer. We can, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can quench the Holy Spirit, but then leave. The promise of the Father, Holy Spirit's moving in. But it's not just presence, it's power. He says the Holy Spirit will give all of you power. Power to witness. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the end of the earth, the power of the Holy Spirit in your lives. And that's something that's repeated. As we go to our neighbors, as we go to the nations, as we follow Jesus, as we learn, as we obey, we need to be filled again and again, and we need to be empowered again and again and again. That's what Paul's talking about in Ephesians. Can't get away from Ephesians. Be filled with the Spirit again and again. It's this empowerment. You're not going to accomplish what Jesus invited you to do unless the Holy Spirit empowers you. So the power came. That's what we just read. There was a day in history that the power came, that the presence fell. And these are just some of the things that jump off the page as I'm looking at this. The power came without, it came without warning. I mean, nobody got up that morning. So, well, today it's coming. I mean, they just kind of went to the temple, which was their daily thing to do. But they'd been waiting, and it was that day, God, that day, God determined, okay, it's coming. So it came without warning. It came like a strong gale force wind. My, my, <laughs> My most recent memory of strong gale force wind is when I was with Bryant in the Guadalupe Mountains with Tom. And we woke up our last morning below the Guadalupe Mountains, and you heard this. Bam! I mean, it it was like, I'd never been in battle, but it was like somebody was shooting mortars at us. I mean, it was unbelievable. And it hit the tent. It's just like this this percussion. It was strong gale force wind. And Bryant made me get out in that wind and take down our tent and go home. 
in the aisle. Had no regard for my safety. Unbelievable. Strong gale force wind. Without warning, all of a sudden, whoosh, boom, the power came. And then it spread like wildfire. We went to Colorado Springs. So I'm standing, looking up to this hilltop. That scorched, and that scorched. And Otto and I went up here to this ridge, and that scorched, and that scorched. I don't know if you saw pictures of what that fire looked like when it was coming over those hills into Colorado Springs, but it was a wild fire. Do you know it was so hot? Part of the problem was thunderstorms would come up between Denver and Colorado Springs, so it would increase the wind. And then they thought, oh, that's good. The wind's bad, but it's going to rain. Do you know it was so hot, the rain never made it to the ground? Wow. That is a wild fire. It filled... It filled both the place, the upper room, and it filled the people in the upper room. So the Holy Spirit fills not only places, but people. And so now you've got this sound, you've got this heat, you've got this strange thing happening, and you've got 120 people following Jesus, now empowered to testify, to be a witness to the wonderful works of God in languages that they did not go to school to learn. Spontaneously, they're speaking out the story of Jesus loudly in a supernatural way. And the power, this is something that we just got to get, the power didn't come for them. The power of God is not for us. The power of God's always for others. So the power came and others heard the sound. Others came on a run. Others heard their own mother tongues being spoken. Others were thunderstruck. What in the world is this? Others tried to figure out how in the world is this group of Galileans speaking my tongue, my language, because they, Gal- they don't speak this language in Galilee. And others heard God's mighty works, the wonderful things God has done in the death and the resurrection and ascension of Jesus, they heard in their own language what God had been doing. Now, who were these others? Well, they were Jews. Really, they were Jews just like the 120 that were in the upper room. (laughs) It's just that the 120 in the upper room were following Jesus, and these other Jews were not yet following Jesus. They were devout pilgrims from around the world. They came to Jerusalem as devout pilgrims to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost. And to their utter surprise, as they're there to commemorate the Feast of Passover, now they are receiving an empowered witness of what God has done, not just in history at Mount Sinai in giving the tablets, the written word, but now they're hearing a testimony of God giving the living word. When they hear that empowered witness, they say they're speaking our languages. 
They're describing God's mighty works. Another version says, we, we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. So, so the nations have come from around the Mediterranean Sea to Jerusalem. And 120 people, empowered by the Holy Spirit, communicate with the world the story of Jesus. Now, we kind of have to wait till next week to find out the rest of the story. But let me just kind of tell you quickly. When the church was empowered by the Holy Spirit to give a witness to Jesus, people heard it and people followed. People either are drawn to Jesus by hearing something empowered or they're repelled. It either draws people to love Jesus or it causes people to hate Jesus. That's that's where we're going in this story. So how can we, when it comes down, I mean, that's our history. That's when the power came then. But what about us? How do we live this out? Well, I mean, gosh, you got to ask the first question. How empowered is our witness? You know, and it's sobering to me because really, you know, you know how you know if your witness is empowered by the Holy Spirit? People are actually following Jesus because you've told them about what Jesus has accomplished. I mean, either you have not humanly, but people have heard your witness about Jesus, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and turned away from that, mad. I've heard that stuff before. I'm not interested. I mean, you're not in the way. We can be offensive. You're getting my my jest there. If we try to do this in our own strength, if we try to do this in our own methods, if we try to do this with our own strategy, we turn people off. I would say that most people that are not interested in Jesus are not interested in Jesus, not because they received an empowered witness by the Holy Spirit speaking through you and I. They've seen people try to do it in their own strength with their own resources, and they say, yuck, I'm not interested in that at all. See, I know that because I just sat last week or the week before with a young man who told me a bad faith story. I hear more bad faith stories than I hear good faith stories. we got to make sure it's not us. we got to make sure we're being empowered. Are we empowered by the Holy Spirit? to testify to who Jesus is, what Jesus has accomplished, and to compellingly invite people to come along with us. And if we are empowered, people listen and people come. Really that simple. Then the next thing is what language, what language are we speaking? I mean, are we really speaking the language of the people around us? And what others hear when we, when we talk about Jesus? And then, you know, are we really speaking about the wonderful things God has done? Or are we speaking about, well, we have this wonderful building, or we have this wonderful program, or, you know, are we talking about what God has done? Are we talking about Jesus? Is it hard for us to say Jesus? Jesus, do you want to practice? Jesus, isn't that that what the story is about? 
Didn't you fall in love with Jesus? You didn't fall in love with coming to meetings on Sunday morning, did you? You fell in love with Jesus. I don't tell people about our meetings on Sunday morning. I tell people about Jesus. I invite people. I don't invite people to come to church. You know that? I don't invite people to come. I invite them to follow Jesus. Showing up on a Sunday morning is the result of following Jesus. It's, it's, that's not the point. Showing up on Sunday morning without Jesus is not the point. Are we empowered? And the, the power comes from the Holy Spirit. And it's there for the asking. And I just, as I thought about it, I just thought, you know, I don't like to ask because I'm proud. It's, I, I don't humble myself to say, you know, you've given me this job to do, and I can't do it unless you empower me to do it. Now, that's not an excuse. Some of you think, oh, great, I'm out there because I'm not going to ask him, so I'm not going to do it <laughs> if he doesn't. No. Somehow, something has to shift in our heart that we realize, I want the Holy Spirit to empower us because I want my city turned upside down because of the testimony of Jesus. I mean, are we just going to settle for the way things are in New Braunfels, in Texas, in the United States, in the world? Or are we going to say, no, no. I'm not just going to bide my time until Jesus comes back. I want the power of the Holy Spirit to fill us. Notice I'm not saying me, I'm saying us, because it's a community deal. We want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and we want to shake the world in the name of Jesus, because we know Jesus is offering every person on this planet something better than what they already have. And we know that because we're living it. We want others to know Him because we know what knowing Him means to us. If, who would you be if you didn't know Jesus? What would our lives be without Jesus? So, so we just think about that and you think, well, then empower me to tell others about Jesus because I want others to follow Him with me. All right? Before Jesus returns, or before I go to meet Him, I want to be someplace where the Holy Spirit fills a community and shakes the building. It's going to happen in Acts. So I'm going to, I'm going to end our time today. I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit. And I'd, I mean, I would love Him to shake. I mean, I'd like Him to let us all know we just got plugged in. And the power has come. So I'm going to pray that over our community. But then I also know that individually, we got to say yes. I mean, at some point we have to say, you know, I've been relying on my own strength. I've been trying to follow Jesus. I've been trying to obey. I've been trying to do this ministry or be in this community group or study this place. I'm just doing it in my own strength and I'm not asking the Holy Spirit for help. Some of us have, may never have asked the Holy Spirit to fill us. And I believe 
that we can pray for each other to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. I know that Mike and Otto and I just spent a week being inundated by the Holy Spirit. So I know that what was imparted to us can now be given away. Anybody notice my eye? It's not that praying here didn't work. It was just part of this succession. The first night we got there after the long day on the plane, my eye was just red and irritated. I'd been putting drops in all day. And somebody said, well, we're going to pray tonight for those that have anything physically wrong. And I was one of the first ones there. I'm sick of this thing. And as this young man prayed for me, I, I felt something shift in my life. And whatever that irritant was, it was gone. And I went to bed that night going, wow, Jesus, I, I, you, ju- you just, not that the prayers here didn't count, it's just that some power came that I hadn't, it broke through. I don't know. I'm still doing eye drops, but maybe three a day. You know, you can come admire my eye later. You know, it's just a lot better. It's a lot better. It's not totally done, but it's a lot better. So while I know the Holy Spirit did that, and so I know that he did that to me, now I want to do that through his power to whoever else, you know. So I'm going to pray for us as a community. And then, Mike, I'd like you to go over there. And Otto, I'd like you to go over there. And then we're just going to have time if you individually want to go and let Otto, Mike, I'm going to stay right here, pray with you just that the Holy Spirit would empower you. That's what we want to do today because we want our community to hear what God has done to the life, the death, the resurrection, the ascension of Jesus, what Jesus is doing today in our lives. We want the people around us to hear that. Right? Is that fair? Would you stand with me? Holy Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are the promise of the Father. And Father, we thank you that through Jesus' words, you promised to send us the Holy Spirit to indwell us so that our teacher, our comforter, our counselor, even the one that convicts us of our sin, that, that person lives within us. Thank you for that promise. Thank you that when we said yes to following Jesus, Holy Spirit, you came and you moved within us. I would pray that if we're grieving you as a community or individually, that we'd say we're sorry, Holy Spirit. If we're quincing you, we want to say sorry, Holy Spirit. We recognize, Holy Spirit, that you're a person. You're not just this invisible wind or this power. You're a person, and you live within us individually and corporately. So we welcome you, Holy Spirit. And the prayer for today is that you, Holy Spirit, would fill our lives with power. Power to testify about Jesus. Power to communicate with our neighbors and the nations the wondrous thing that God has done through the life, the death, 
the resurrection, the ascension, and the kingdom come of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, empower us, empower this community that our witness would compel others to follow you. Come, Holy Spirit, empower us to fulfill the commission that you've given us, to go, to invite others to come along in learning, living the truth of Jesus. Empower us, Holy Spirit. Let the power from heaven fill our lives. Mike, if you'd come over here, please. Otto, if you could come over here. You know, when the room doesn't shake, doesn't mean the Holy Spirit doesn't do it. You know? Uh, doesn't, doesn't mean it at all. Um, it would be great. I mean, I still would like that to happen but the truth of his presence and his empowerment is real. Now, if you individually would like someone to pray with you, I mean, if you've never said, you know, I've never asked anybody to pray for me to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, I just want to invite you to go to Mike, to Otto, or come to me. It's not because we're anything other than ordinary people. We've just been around what the Holy Spirit's been doing for a week. So we have an overflow. We'd love to give it away. Okay? So if you want to want prayer, go the directions that you would like to. And uh, if you're not comfortable with that, that's fine too. And But you can ask the Holy Spirit to fill you, you know, later today, tonight, tomorrow. I mean, it's, it's okay. So take advantage if you'd like. If not, we'll see you later. <laughs>